listening. Thank you that. Remember, depending on wherever you at, the time is recording. This is episode 132 of the Restricted Zone podcast. And, man, it's a lot to talk about today, man. It's strictly basketball. But, man, I'm with a special guest today. We got him back. We went through hella back. Get him here. But J-Dub, introduce yourself to the people, man. (laughs) What's good, yo? J-Dub, a.k.a. Jared, Straight to the Point Podcast. Happy to be on. Crazy news that's been going on in sports world. Crazy news right now, man. I'm so stoked and ready to get on this. Kyrie, introduce yourself to the people, man. Everyone here know you. Come on. Yo, what's going on, fellas? J-Dub, nice to have you as always, bro. Let's get to it, man. We got to do it. Let's get straight to it. Steve, introduce this guy right here, man. <laughs> introduce yourself to the people, man. Come on. Uh, happy to be back, bro. Let's get into it, man. Let's get it. Let's get straight to it, man. Let's dive into this madness, man. Listen, they finally got traded. How long have we heard this story saga saga about Damian Lillard in the heat? You know, I thought he was going to the heat. Um, I didn't know what the heat was going to give, but I thought he was going to the heat. It seemed like he was match made for the heat. The Bucks came out of nowhere and swooped him. Uh, and, man, Bucks is looking really, really dangerous. But we're not going to just talk about the Bucks. We're going to talk about the Suns. We're going to talk about Portland. Uh, and their outlook for the future after the trade. But, you know, I want to start off with the guest, J-Dub. Go ahead, man. I'm going to it to you first. So, Dane finally get traded. What's next for Milwaukee? Are they absolutely champions now? You don't see any competition for these guys, at least in the East, at least, because I don't see anything in the East. Now, the West is a little different ballgame. I still see comp in the East. I mean, if you just say Boston, Boston's still there, in my opinion, when it comes to, like, what you can do matchup wise, it's not like mm-hmm. oh yeah, Boston matchup wise can't do anything. Like they still have Derek White point. If they run him at point, Brown is still there. I feel like they'll make right. a move eventually to get off one of them. But Jalen Brown's there, Tatum's there. Porzingis was a huge addition. Horford, mm-hmm. Robert Williams is there. Like they got bigs to put a throw body at Giannis, which is something that most teams don't have. And the bench is like it, the bench is the best that Boston's always had. But when you have Brown and Tatum. One of them guys shouldn't be sitting longer than five minutes when the other's not playing. Like, that's just how it is. The kid won't sit. So, yeah, I'm not – Boston probably the, – the, the Boston was the favorites. Now the Bucks are the favorites, right, for the East. Right. In the West, I still think the Nuggets can, can still play against the Bucks. Like, the Nuggets have the best starting five, I still think, in the NBA. Mm. Lakers is up there. If you want to say the Clippers, you could say the Clippers. Are just, that's just a health thing, right? Mm. Like, the West has a lot more talent than the East. The East right now should be the Bucks. Like, the Bucks should be closer to the East besides Boston. Of course. Because the Sixers is where they're at. Unless unless something drastically changes. The Heat not winning game, that roster doesn't look good to me at all. I don't like Jimmy, like Bam. Tyler Hero, uh, I saw a tweet by Hero basically saying, uh, the tweet was crazy. He's like, like, until next summer, he's basically saying, yeah, I'm going to stay for an organization that's like trying to trade. He's out. So he basically don't don't mean to, um, to, we we can go get back on top, but do you think that Miami might decide to move on from him before the free agency starts if he's really like thinking they like you're off they gonna try and move him for sure for sure for like, sure but they got you know he, he basically confirmed that he's ready to go no, like he's like you know, yeah, yeah. Trading, even if they even if even if the drew even if the drew trade doesn't happen because obviously drew's market is gonna be insane like happily is gonna go for him but so even if they don't get him do you think they're still gonna be like all right let's move up from tyler here or they're gonna try to yeah rec- i think there's other teams that want him i mean they're gonna try to reconcile out now but Pat Riley's no fool. There are teams that want Tyler Hero now. They just were only saving him for a day. That's all the reason they were really keeping him under lock and key. Now that Dane's yeah. off the table, 
So this free agency summer could potentially be one of the biggest free agency summers that we've seen in the past three or four years when it comes to like free agents. They're gonna yeah. try to move on Tommy Brown. They 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 got to. If they if, oh, that's, right. if that's if they really think they they want to make a move like that. But mm. yeah, Tommy, he was basically confirming. He's like, man, I'm he's gonna do what he can to play his best basketball, but he's gonna like he out the door. I think that Bucks kind of five is nice still. They kept Middleton somehow. Yeah, I thought Middleton was crazy. I thought he was Middleton had to be. It makes sense though. It makes sense though. Had to be in it for the money. I thought for the money wise, Dave makes too damn much not to put Middleton in it. But the Bucks and Portland saw otherwise. You're talking about a lineup of what Dame, Rick Beasley, or Pat Connaughton. I'd rather start Pat Connaughton or or Chris Middleton. Or Marja, the rookie, uh, Bo Camp. Marja Beasley um, is there. I think he could. I think he could. I think he could compete for that starting spot too. And then you got like, Giannis and Brooks. Those are your your twin towers. Off the bench is like Jay Crowder, Dragic, Portis is there. Uh, Robin Lopez is back. Okay. And if you want to consider his brother, his brother's there. Uh, right. Yeah. And I'm like, it, 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 that's a question. Play, but they'll play. He's playable. Yeah. Like, what he does on the court, but like, they give him a Tobias deal to not want to play. Like, 
he just not you knew he like them signing him. I think he only stayed because he thought Dane was staying. Then Dane yeah. asked no, out. I think he, I think he stayed. I think he stayed because all them zeros on that contract. I think that's why he stayed. Yeah, 160 million. I'm not turning that down. Hey, I'm, I'm, he got it. that bad. 160 million. You take, I, you take the money when it's in front of you. I guess you mm-hmm. sacrifice whatever potential winning in your career at that point on. So you know, well, hey, I mean, like you said, it could I think moves, he's gonna get. Moves, he's right? gonna. He's gonna end up. He's most likely gonna end up getting traded to a good team anyway. Like, so I think yeah, it ends up working out. You know, he's he's gonna be fine. The Portland Trailblazers, they look like solid bandits. I don't. Nobody's talking enough about the Suns. Everybody hates the move for the Suns. I liked it. I loved it. I like because it, it gets them off the end. I like it. It made me respect them now because they had some depth. Tell him, Kyrie. You yeah, got to get like, yeah. That's the most important thing. Get rid of Aiden, that contract. You didn't want to be there. It was just, yeah, he just had to move. So now you got him off the books. You don't even got to worry about I that like now. The, I like the move a lot. And then, like, I love you, it. again, nobody talks about it enough. But like, I know Nurkic is the greatest elite rim protector, but his around the rim numbers are just vastly better than he's great. For, he's great for the Suns. He's a better fit for the Suns than Aiden for the, is for the Suns. I, I think that's the It's just like, yeah, Aiden yeah. needs a fresh start. He got it now where he can just develop. Nurkic is always improving. He's not going to need a lot of touches. That's, that's, that's what you really need. Somebody's not going to need a lot of touches for a team that has so guard heavy and, and they got rings. So, J-Dub, and I'm probably to Kyrie. This is what I want to ask you. So, now, DeAndre Aiden, he's been in the league since, what, 2018? So, what? It, how does he fit? Like, the roster is in rebuilding. Is Aiden someone you want to consider, like, a rebuild since he's had a success? Not success, but, you know, he, he's had the playoff experience. He's been to the finals. Now he's working as a rebuild for a project team that probably won't see time for, like, what, five, six years? Probably struggling, even a decade, possibly. So it's like you think Aiden's comfortable just being with the Portland Trailblazers? You think they kind of move him, or I mean, they get him. He's like their future big man because he's still young. He's not even twenty five. Can you hear me, Jared? Yeah, no, I had to say the thing on it because I'm just like because it's weird. Yeah, because like you you look at Aiden right, and it's just like he's from Arizona, right? Poised to be a breakout. He just hasn't done it right again. He's still young, like he's not old or nothing. But it's like this is a guy that hasn't averaged a block in his career yet, and he's a number wow. one pick, and he's a defense, he's a center. He hasn't averaged a block in his career. Yeah, he hasn't averaged a block in his career. He's a he's 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 a good rebounder, but he's not great for his size. He should be a better rebounder. He should be. I think that's the what you just said right there, bro. Is is perfect, Aiden. With a lot of things with Aiden, he should be this. He should be that. He, in my opinion, he's one of the most talented bigs in the league. He should be a top five center, easy. He yeah. should be, but he's uh, probably not even top ten because the thing with Aiden is, if things aren't going his way, all the other stuff is going down. He's not gonna set those screens as hard. He's not gonna go for as many oh, rebounds. He's, he's soft. He's not gonna. Bro, Aiden is huge. The biggest guy on the court every single game. He keeps settling for floaters and mid range jump shots instead of dominating in the paint like he should be. And man, I I, I do hope I, I like this trade for Aiden too because it gives him a new situation to to go and find himself a little more and to to have a bigger role in Portland. But at the same time, if he if he's still gonna be bitching and complaining over there, then it, I don't think much is gonna change, bro. Listen, you know, it, I think he'll just be more free over there. It's more freedom for him. He will be. That's all yeah, he will be. But the thing is, I he's mean, still gonna be com- complaining about oh I, I need. I need 15 post touches a game. I need this day and the third. I need all, all, all these things. And when he when it doesn't happen, then he's gonna I be doing the same him. stuff. Like I mean, I expect him to put like he should average 20 something points. I mean, because who's really gonna carry the offense for Portland? 
I mean, I mean, Scoot Henderson's a rookie. How they got pieces they... over there, bro. Scoot, hey, Simon, Simon's Simon. 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 I think Simon's going to have a big year. Simon's is going to score, and that's another one. He's going to get his, because now Dane's not there at all. So he's going to get his. Yeah. I mean, A should dominate. I think, listen, they won't do anything, but Kyrie, I want to swing it to you. Listen, who do you think won that trade between the Suns, Portland, and Bucks? You know, who's the loser for you? And do you really think anyone really won? Do you feel like everyone got what they wanted in these trades? For, for one, I don't think anybody lost this trade, for one. Because, like, everybody, like we've been talking about so far this episode, everybody got some pieces that they can work with girl for out of this trade. And it makes them better in a sense. So I start off with Milwaukee. Like like I like like we said, I honestly thought the trade was for Chris Middleton. I thought the back was through and then I was hype about it. Like I I thought it was gonna be crazy like that. But obviously the John Ritter's group and with that a point of attack defender. You lose a big defender at six four that could that could switch on to multiple guards, that switch on to guys on the wing. And just it out there in the show. But the thing with Drew was his production kind of drops off in the playoffs because playing with the defense tends to the defense is going to go ahead and wall up against him every time, so of course it becomes more of a shot creature, and that's not really his game. He or let it just unless he just lets it come to him with spot up jumpers, uh, the one on one opportunity, post up opportunity, let that stuff come to him. Kind of and trying to make that score, not really his game, and that's why the efficiency in the playoff drops off. And like like I said, you're losing a big defensive piece, somebody that's going to be big, um, that's going to guard uh, Eastern Conference guards like Donovan Mitchell every night, and they're going to guard guys like uh, Jimmy Butler and, and guys like pretty stacked right now. Guys like James Harden if he decides to play back, certain guys, you know, Brunson. It's a lot of guys that he's going to go up every night. We don't got that anymore, but with Dame. All that changes because he's just such a, he's such a lethal shooter. And it's so scary. It, he takes the load off of Giannis that on, on an offensive tip. Like, Drew Holiday couldn't really do it. Giannis' game really revolves around, revolves around him, his athleticism, his strength, and getting to the rim. He's not a shot creator. That's where his, that's where his offensive game is limited. He's not a shot creator. He's not someone that's going to create jumpers for himself. Now you can't really focus on that. You can't really force him to do that now as a team because you got a guy like Dane that can put up 28, that can shoot from the parking lot and mm-hmm. leave open or to just leave one guy on that most times because you got to guard him as soon as he, as soon as he uh, passes half court. So with a guy like Dane, of course, they're going to have success in a, in a, in a regular team. They're going to be a top three team, no question about it. But this is strictly for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. For the playoffs because I'm not saying Giannis can't that guy and he shouldn't be that guy taking shots at the end of the game. But like I said, his offensive game is limited to the point where he's not you're not gonna look for pointers and you're not gonna look for him to, to create jump shots, which you're really gonna need, especially since the defense are already crowd gonna go uh, gonna grab crowd the paint. What you need is this game so exactly guy that, that that lives for the moment that can shoot from the outside that takes the big shots and he's gonna take his big shots in timely moments throughout stretches. So that's why I think the Bucks win this trade because they got a guy. You know the Bucks are a great regular season. It's about how far they can make it into the playoffs. It's strictly playoffs move, and and I agree with the defense. Drew Holiday is going to hurt, but that you got to call on guys like Drake Crowder, Jay Crowder to step up. You got to hope he comes back from that injury riddle season last year and is back to himself and is still trying. He's still 
laterally. He got, of course, a uh, bank on Giannis. Here for him to excel on defense this year. Because a lot of that offense taking a lot. It's going to be taken off a lot from him. He's still going to get his 24, 25, 26. But he's not going to have to handle the ball as much. He's not going to have to take as much damage going to the rim because he look, he's looked at score. Every, every, it's going to be made a lot easier for him. I think he's going to be able to, to, be able to flourish more on the defensive end because of that. So, it definitely a trade for me. When we, talk, when we go to the Blazers, I'm not really considering a complete piece because, like we said, he's going to get flipped. I'm praying to the basketball god that they can land him somehow. We can put him in the back. Jalen Brunson. I don't want to go into the Knicks. Who want? No. Hey, you know what? Knicks would be nice. Way. I like Jalen. Like like you know what? I like Jalen. You a bullshit. I like Jalen. I'm not paying you no. We get him. Don't get it wrong because don't listen. I'm not going to lie to you. I wouldn't lie to you. I'm not. I don't. I wouldn't mind a Philly for you either. I really wouldn't. I don't think Philly gonna get him, bro. He would do better with us than with the Bulls or the Knicks. Come on now. Absolutely. Well, no, he he would probably be a cakewalk with the Knicks, but I, I'm no, selling no. myself for it. Let's get it. We know the truth, Jada. We know let's, the truth. Let's be fair. I mean, let's be fair though. Drew on any team at this point in time is a, a seamless fit because he's an offensive-minded guard where you want to be, but he's also playmaker and defender at 33 years old. We talk about who used to conference teams, but the Sixers need him. And we're just being realistic just to get on target. Just to, get them, just to get up hard. That's the thing, though. That's the thing. That's why. That's why I don't think the Sixers is going to get him because the Clippers are interested in Drew too. And the only way to. That's what I'm saying. The only way the Sixers are going to get are going to get Drew is if the Clippers went harder more than Drew. And I don't think they went harder more than Drew. I think they would rather have Drew Holiday. I mean, I, I feel like if Russ and PG really go to the front office and tell them they went hardened, but that's how it works out. If yeah, there's yeah, a, yeah, yeah, there you go. Just, I there you go. shrug the shoulders emoji right now, then that's like that's how it's going to be. Because Kawhi has no stake in the matter. You know he doesn't care regardless. Like Kawhi Why does not care. I'm saying if I too, that's going to be like, yo, let's go get hardened. I'm saying if if I was the Clippers, I'm going to get Drew because I think bringing I in better. yeah, exactly. I think bringing in Harden's going to mess up what Russ got going on over there, like. Taking Russ off the ball, you know how Harden was. Harden wants to dribble the ball, the whole shot clock. He wants the whole the yeah. whole offense to be him. So it's like, I think Drew just comes in and fits right in. And if the if the Clippers want Drew, the Sixers stand no chance. The Sixers, well, we don't stand a chance now. I mean, I don't see us doing anything this season besides going to the playoffs and just watching. Well, I don't, I'm not going to really with y'all. It all depends. I think I think y'all best chance of being a a, a really good team. I still can see y'all a dark horse, but it depends on if Harden James Harden buys in. Yeah, I think y'all let y'all best at Harden comes in and buys in. Y'all have a new coach now. I don't want to make issue. this about the Sixers, bro, but y'all have a new coach now. Drew fit is perfect because Nick Nurse is a defensive coach. You yeah, but I still think Philly's at their best. at their best. He's a defensive team. And with a guy like Drew heading that front, bro, he's can go out there and do, yo, God Harden can go. Yes. But it comes down, like what said, it comes down to like the market for him willing to give up more for him, or willing to go harder after him, you know? Like, because with the Clippers, they they kind of I would I would think they want harder, honestly. Because if they did, a deal would have been made for real, for real. And by now, it well, I think it's more so with the the, the why the deal didn't. I think the the Sixers don't like what the Clippers are giving up. I think that's why the deal didn't get done. Well, because yeah, yeah, they're not giving up Kawhi or, or PG. Like, yeah, but I think I think if I think if 
there's a three-team trade going and the Sixers can get back Drew Holiday. I think they're more than willing to 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 deal hard at that point. But again, it, it comes down to the Clippers and not I mean, obviously it all of this doesn't matter because Harden wants to leave and I don't think there's no reconciling that. I think Harden's out. But I think the yeah. Sixers' best chance of winning is if Harden stays and buys in because I think I just think that's that's a, that's when the team will be out there best. You have a new coach now who's gonna make adjustments and not just have you guys out there doing the same thing all series. Like <laughs> but um I mean, yeah, I, I see your point. I see your point for sure. Uh, yeah, it I all just, depends on the Clippers. I'm, 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 I'm going to talk about it. I want to talk about Aiden on the Blazers, though, because I feel like y'all made a lot of great points as far as the way we talk about him, just the way we view him among the other centers in the league. You're right, y'all right. He should be a top five to seven center in the league right now. He should be a 20 and 12 double double averaging over a block a game. But it comes down to kind of what Sheen touched on that he you, you got to motivate him. He's got to be motivated for real. And he didn't get a lot of motivation. He didn't get a lot of like I guess encouragement. It seems like at times from Marty Williams that he maybe felt like he deserved, or maybe Marty Williams didn't feel like he deserved it because he, he had a lot of chances, had a lot of opportunities. So, but such an off-and-on player. He's, he's a guy that can explode one night and go, yo, that's the number one pick we thought he was. The other right. night, he's simply pedestrian. He's not rebounding. He's not going to contest shots. out there. But I think being in Portland is going to be – I think it's going to be – I think it's going to be really good for him because it gives him purpose, whereas I see it with a young guard coming in like Scoop Henderson. He's going to be expected to be that pick and roll target and that target for him to get his, his reason to get his playmaking ability up in the league. And I think I think DeAndre Hickman is going to be a guy that kind of relishes that and kind of relishes being young, kind of the older guy amongst the younger crew for the guy they kind of look to. Kyle, He'll be the main focus. He's been to the finals already. He, he, he put up some good numbers throughout his career so far, just not number one, just not. Amountable to the guys he was drafted amongst, like Luka Doncic and Trey Young, and maybe even Jaron Jackson. But I think I think he I think he feels like I think he gets like a new purpose here. I think the young guys around him in his game they like to run. And um, DeAndre, he's athletic. He can get up and down the floor. He can rebound and start breaks. He's just got to be engaged. He's got to be motivated. And um, I think I, I think the place of the team. I'm 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 honestly like looking forward to that. And lastly, the Suns. I'm not going to clown on uh, our free agency episode. JW was here for that, too. We when, uh, we talked about the free agency, these uh, signings they had. Um, and it was like Utah Watsonabi. It was like yeah, the big job. It was, just, it was like just a bunch of no-name guys, and it just looked like... Watsonabi is a good three-point shooter, man. He is right, a good that's, he, he's a, But he's a no-name. But he's a no-name. <laughs> I like that picture, bro. I like the one. Bates Dua was my dude, though. That's a good pickup, but. Bates Dua had a good free agency, man. I need a son to sign John Wall. That's what they need to sign. What? For what? They don't need John Wall, bro. They don't need John Wall. They do not need John Wall, bro. No. That's what Grace Nowell would be the backup point, right? Grace Nowell would just be the backup point. They don't need John Wall at all, but they have enough guard for it. Sixers just sign John Wall, though. No, but we call it that. They picked up Grayson and Allen. They picked up Tyler Little. They got uh, they got Keon Johnson. Yeah, I think Keon Johnson going to spend a lot of time. But a guy like Nasir Little went out. 
very well with Portland last season before he got hurt. I think Love he's going to pick up. Love a lot him. of uh, – Nasir, wasn't Nasir Little included in the, uh, the, in the trade to the Suns? He's, he's going to be competing with Josh Akobe. He and Josh Akobe. That's what you're going to have They're going to be tasked with guarding a lot of other teams offensive of like like perimeter players. So a guy like Nasir Little, he yeah. a little bit of everything out there. I, I I like the pickup for them. I think it makes them a lot deeper. Um, I don't think they're going to be. Because of that, they rely too much on their on their on their starters on guys like Bradley Bill and K D too much. And um, I, I kinda respect them. I gotta be honest, I kinda respect them first. Okay. You know, they got a nice they their roster is filled out very well. It's still a ragtag bunch of guys off the bench, but now it's right. like this could be a cohesive unit if we start to figure out this rotation, which is fine though. Because yeah. we already know they, they still need a real ball They need a real ball. Bradley Bill to me, I, I, again, every, he used to play point in Florida a little bit. I don't know if it's really going to translate now, 10 years removed from college. Well, but it's, I'm going right, to tell, tell you what, J-Dub. I don't mean to cut you really off. Facilitate. I think, I think that I, they're saying Bill will play point guard now, but I think eventually Devin Booker's going to take that point guard spot because he's been doing it already. But yeah, every yeah. time he, should be a point guard. he played he played point guard in the playoffs. The and sample he went size crazy. isn't big enough for me. Webman? Oh, I'm just. The I'm you, size I, for Booker, but yeah, I, I, I can understand it. I can understand it, but I'm just. I'm letting you know just from uh, in the playoffs, he played point guard for the Suns, and he was going crazy. When CP went out in the uh, early in the year, he was playing point guard. And the Suns were the one seed. He was going crazy. Yeah. He was playing like a top five MVP level. The year yeah. before that, when CP went down, he was playing point guard. He answered MVP conversation. It, it might be small sample size, but Devin Booker plays better at point guard. He's been playing better at point guard every every time. And so, um, I trust him. I, I think Devin Booker is one of them guys, bro. Like, is he not that He's one of them. He's one of them guys. Is he still gonna have the volume level of shots you got, Bill? Yeah, I think I think they're also gonna get those shots, bro. I think that, I think Book was running point guard for them in the playoffs and was averaging thirty five. I don't think the hey, shots going anywhere. Yeah, yeah, shots going, and even crazier. Well, you got two high level scores like Bill and KD. But the thing is, those three with those three, Colin, I think all three of them can make plays. I think all three of them will play off each other so well. They're gonna have an elite offense just from those three being up there, bro. Like it's it's there's not much you could do to stop them. And then all the rest of the guys just have to knock down open shots. I think the Suns did a great job this offseason of addressing that issue because that was a big reason why they lost in the playoffs because the Nuggets would just like ignore everybody else and just guard Katie and Book. You bring in Bill, who's a good catch and shoot shooter, Eric Gordon, Grayson Allen, Yuta Watanabe. Um, Nasir's not a great shooter, but he shot 37% last year, so he's you know he's he's pretty decent. He, he, he can catch fire, and then a bunch you don't have a bunch of guys who you might not have a consistent rotation, but with 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 the Suns it's more like a revolving door, and whoever gets hot, throw them in there, throw them in the fire. Whoever right. whoever's playing good tonight, boom. Even with the center rotation last year, when Nurkic and Eubanks in, in Portland, it will be games where Eubanks is getting more minutes. It will be games games where Nurkic is getting more minutes. Like the Suns just have this revolving thing, and then it's gonna be easy for everybody on offense because you got KD Book and uh, Bradley Bill creating offense. I think their their biggest question is obviously their defense, and uh, I mean we'll see because um, Frank Vogel is a defensive. He's a he's a good defensive coach, but we saw with the Lakers. I know they were a little older, but we saw with the Lakers when he didn't have those defensive weapons, their defense looked really bad. His last year with the Lakers, I think yeah. you need you you need some defensive guys, and they they got some decent guys like not like Kyrie was saying. I said little, I think he's going to be huge from this year. Uh, Josh Kobe, yeah. yeah, Grayson Allen solid. Um, 
Bill's talking about becoming a defender, but I mean, we'll we'll see we'll see what happens with that. I got questions. I got questions on the defensive end and also his durability because his whole tenure in Portland, it seemed like he it just seemed like he never on the floor, and it seemed like he always he missing at least thirty games at some point during the season. But when he's out there and he in shape, yo, he's super effective. And for sure, he's a better rim protector than he gets credit for at certain times. But especially, time, especially before his injury, I think last year he took a he took a little dip, but before that he was. He yeah. was I'm not gonna say he was elite, but he he was serviceable. But he's a good defender. But what his bitch is gonna be with this team is, which is another very underrated part of his game, is his passing ability too. His ability. Yes. Yes. Y'all got. We gotta remember he. Got in Denver before the goal, Jokic uh, before Paul Jokic uh, came onto the team. It was like starting together, and they, but at the same time they had to they had to trade Nurkic because they gained buried each other too much, and it was like, yo, it don't really fit. So yeah. Nurkic Nurkic got a lot of a lot of good qualities to his game that go really unnoticed because, like I said, he's hurt a lot. But mm. he's playing with talented guys, he's used to playing with guys that score a lot in Daniel CJ, and I feel like with with, with these guys with uh, with these book Bill KD, he, he serves his purpose. He'll get the rebounds. He'll finish. He'll, he'll clean shots. Dirty work, yeah. Exactly. That's um, a, that's something Ian wasn't willing to do. Dirk is yeah. going to be to to and, set them hard screens and get every rebound he can possibly yeah. get. Exactly. He's, nat- he's naturally a bigger body than Aiden too. So yeah. nat- when it comes to boxing out, he's, he's getting more boards. When it comes to setting screens, he's sealing guys off better. Like his size, his size itself is going to serve is going to serve his purpose better than what Aiden yeah. was. Aiden, he's he's kind of a guy like we see like at Arizona. It seems like the beat. He's more of a throwback big in a sense where he wants to get the ball in like the pinch post, area, like the yeah. block, little two dribble, little hook shot. But he couldn't do that there. That Chris Paul turned him into like a pick and roll big, but that wasn't really fulfilling to him. At least it seemed like the big because he still still couldn't get the best out of him every night. So mm, okay. Portland, it works out better for him and, and, and Dirk is just the way he is and his size and his mobility and his game. It fits better to them, so I think I think it was a pretty easy swap as far as the centers go with that. Yeah, no, this is a win for Frank Vogel, for being honest, okay. because yeah, yeah, you've mm-hmm. already mentioned the clean the glass. Like Nurkic clean the glass is always well. His only issue is that his around the rim stuff has been iffy. Like the man misses bunnies. Like he just he misses like a lot of easy pullback layups. But I think Frank Vogel, Frank Vogel helps it out. Like, yeah, he averaged like I think he has like fifty three percent around the rim. That's horrible kind of for a big. You're talking about a guy that grabs the rebound. Puts it back up. And he talking about Aiden or Nurkic? Nurkic. Nurkic is missing a lot. Like, but again, that's durability, which it comes, that comes with the territory. The defense-wise, no, we, we, it's not talked about enough, but Frank Vogel mm-hmm. might really, like, we've, we've had Bridget. instances where we say, yo, Devin Booker like a two-way guy. We've seen the instances. Now you've really got the moment mm-hmm. where this is the coach that can really turn him into that pure-blooded, yo, he's locked in as a two-way defender. And if that works out, oh, man, that's perfect. For them, because again, I don't. Beal's not a poison. He's not going to be locked in that much de- defensive end. I think he will be though. Going, he's going, I think the playmaker's going to be more for Beal because that's what's going to keep him on the court longer than the defense. Yeah. Dad, but Beal has been like he was in the playoffs on defense. Oh, that's going to go crazy. Yeah. But I also do think because I know it's just talk, but Bill has been talking about wanting to be a great defender for the Suns because he knows his role is not going to be as big. He's he, he's been talking about it. I mean, we gotta see. But Bill's a guy who he's had is, that. 
it's the injuries now. Like you talk about a guy yeah, that's yeah, yeah. not as quick. He, yeah. he, he right. has been like he's two hamstrings away from being Chris Paul. So when it comes to that hamstring, it's <laughs> like once you hurt your hamstring, it's over for you. Like you're not. You know, the hamstrings don't. <laughs> no, the same. He like, says it's over right. for you. Right, that's a good point. That's a good point. That's a great point. Okay. That's a great point. So wait, I got. I got a question. Bill really trying to do something on defense is a wrap. It's like is that I can see that hamstring. Wait, I'm gonna go cross his hamstring out. We've seen every player with a hamstring injury think they still got it on defense and boom, the hamstring gives. Yeah, the hamstring is a tough one. The hamstring is a tough one. They they can't stay healthy, Monaco. And it's not that they can't stay healthy. They just pushing the hamstring back like it's like they in their 20s still. You know what? what? That's a great point because I I just want to show Bill like. I, I, Bill was still a great player, and it was still a great pickup for them. But imagine they got Bill two years ago before all the injuries. How Whoa, athletic he was, how quick he was. Oh, oh my god! god. That was, that oh was my god! I mean, he's still he's still great. He's still great. Don't get he's me wrong, still great. Bro. He's still a top yeah, five. Back then, when he when he was still quick as hell, getting to the room with ease. Oh yeah, oh, he was scoring god. efficiently, just dropping thirty every time I look. He was like, dropping forty. That was the last time he did a putback dunk. Just throwing that out there. That was the last time he did a putback dunk. <laughs> he ain't been doing like he's been real finger rolling it lately. Nobody like, even even It's been real calm layups on dunk attempts that we're like, oh, he Bill used to yam that. Like, but you know what though? You know what though, J Dub? Bill still, Bill is still, he's still one of the. You could, you have to clean the glass stuff. He's still one of the premier guys again to the room, and that's how I'm just. No, no, he finishes that. So you just so good at creating separation. That's all the Suns needed, man. That's creating separation. Wait, J Dub, Kyrie, see, hold on, say, Johnny just hopped on. Johnny, introduce yourself to the people, man. Midway, come on, introduce yourself, man. Come on, Johnny. Hello, world. Just Johnny tapping in again, baby. Listen, the analyst, not the advocate, just the analyst. My fault, fellas. I tapped in late. My my bad. What's going on? We tapping back in. I heard Bradley Bill, so that means mm. we're talking sons. Yeah, listen, look, before we even dive deep, before it, Johnny, who you have is the winners, losers, or who do you really feel like uh, really benefited from the trade the most? You know, Suns, Bucks, and Portland. Or if in your mind, you feel like no one really lost. Everyone got well, what they wanted. Wow. First of all, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I, in my personal opinion, I feel the Bucks benefited. But as far as the topic of the Suns that we were talking about, <laughs> I see a smile from Steam. How you doing, brother? Good to see you my back God. on cast again, brother. I missed you, my boy. My boy, Let's what's go. going on? My boy. Now, I, I, did, I did hear the topic of the Suns. But before I moved on to what y'all was getting into, right. Is a problem? Problem with me having a win for the Bucks as far as the game trade? No, I'll just, I just the way the way you sound like they benefited, like they didn't get a top ten player. I think they they more than benefited. Listen, benefit is an overstatement. Is an understatement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Benefit, is, a, benefit uh, is an understatement. That was a topic question, but the benefit is an understatement. Benefit is definitely an understatement. I'll take that. I will say. I will say the surprise, yes, hit me mm. as well as I'm assuming it hit all of you as well. For sure, bro. I, I yelled. To I was... Milwaukee, who mm. already, who I thought was solidified in the, not solidified, but they were okay. They were already the one of them teams. Yeah, they were already contenders. Especially in the yeah. backcourt. Especially in the back, They were all right. They could have lived. Um, I'm not personally, if me personally, I'm not a fan of Chris Middleton. But as far as Drew Holiday, I've always been a fan. Always with me. Ah, don't get me started on Chris I Middleton. I can understand That's why. the first time I've ever heard something. And you got it. Yeah, uh, a lot of people can understand why I feel that way. A lot of people can. A lot of people yeah. can. That's not benign to say I feel like Chris Middleton is maybe. I feel like, like, I feel like a lot of people don't like Chris Middleton. Like, every, really? like everybody I've talked no, to. I feel, I, I, in, 
inconsistency, lack of inconsistency, lack of durability, lack of durability, consistency, inconsistency, lack of durability. I do think I think the the biggest question mark with with Chris, I think the biggest question mark with Middleton is how he's played after the injury. I mean, last year it was really bad for him. Yeah, it was really bad. He was hurt. He was hurt. Right? I think if, if Middleton if Middleton can get back to their championship run Middleton or at least a form of that and be a third option, I mean, you, you more than good, bro. Again, he was, we got to take the If Middleton gives you 21 a game and guarding the team's second option, you're good. And I feel like he's based on – I feel like he's based on – He just did another knee surgery, though. And yeah, another knee surgery. I was saying earlier, and a lot of a lot of the impact on defense is going to come down to whether or not he's going to be the same after that that injury. Because like, that twenty after that knee surgery, that twenty one a game drops to sixteen, seventeen a game. But they don't need much out of him. They don't need much out of His role is not going to be as high as last year. Well, not anymore. Not not yeah, not anymore. Not anymore now. But like I said, but like I said before, despite how I feel about Chris Middleton, and he does have respectable numbers, so therefore, I did think Milwaukee was okay in the backcourt. So, therefore, this trade happening, wow, blew my mind. Um, I'm like, wow, alright, so I, now I'm thinking other guards that are there might be up for trade valuable. You know, me speaking as a Citrus fan, being a little bit biased, I, you know, but at the end of the day, <laughs> it, was, it, it, it was a surprise to me. But with that being said, Milwaukee definitely not more than benefited, but solidified themselves with that, with that, uh, with that package, that trade scenario. Um, but as far as the Suns, I heard this guy's uh, Bradley Bill. I heard this. What was the topic at hand here? What were we talking about? We were just Bradley going over like, yeah, how, how locked in Okay, well that's that's interesting. Here's my personal opinion on that. For bleep the Suns, I'm sick of them. I'm yeah. tired of them. I'm sick and I'm tired and I'm tired of being sick. How what many? How much? How much help is this franchise gonna have to get before they Come get on, over man. that suspectable hump that they were supposed to get over? How many years ago? Three, four seasons ago. The Suns have had expectations up to here for so long. Yeah, they had roster moves, uh, front uh, front office moves, even uh, put a point in, ever since James Jones became executive. Won the award of executive of the year. I believe kudos to him for straightening out the Suns roster and giving hope back to Phoenix. But yet and still, they just have yet to seem to get over that hump. Uh, Not even with Denver, just like in the Western Conference in general. They put themselves in contention every year. And what I've noticed is controversy between coaches and players. Uh, Monty Williams and DeAndre Aiden never got along. Uh, Devin Booker always seemed like he was carrying the team. Then he gets help from Chris Paul. Chris Paul injury prone towards the end of his career. He can never stay on the floor, especially when it mattered most, especially in the playoffs. Um, they, they get they they get KD. I feel like they get KD a little bit too late. Next, I feel like if they got him earlier, they'd have made a longer run because KD and Dev carried the Suns offensively. But I feel like they lacked those role player pieces that I will say Denver had. Had to say it. Like defenders, wing players. Um, players that can support this, the scoring efficiency of Kevin uh, of Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. I feel like those two didn't have enough help. The Suns got pieces together, but they get they didn't get pieces together in the uh, as far as the bench, as far as the role players. 
And I feel like after the trade deadline, they just they just didn't have enough time. Now going into this season, of course, the expectations are back up again for obvious reasons. But at the same time, I'm I'm tired of talking about the Suns as far as how far they can go. Because as far as I'm concerned, they can't go past maybe the second round. And I don't know why. I really don't know why. You look at their roster top to down, they're they're stacked. But I just can't figure it out. And at the end of the day, I'm sick of hearing about the Suns for the past three, four plus seasons of how good they can be every um, incoming season and every co- incoming season that ends as such. No you know, question, bro. It's not a good question. I just I feel like he's talking about the wrong franchise. Just want to throw this out there. What he just described is the Sixers franchise for the past. 11 plus years. Can everything you but, named is the Sixers <laughs> to a team. Like everything you just said is a No, I didn't. Wait, wait. Yes, you did, though. Low key, you did, though. That's the crazy part. Low key, you did. Everything you just said is the Sixers. Low key, you did. No, we did the front office moves. We've gotten rid of Hanky, Lori. We've gotten rid of every coach we've ever had. Every, the only superstar we had, Man. USA Devin Booker for the Suns was Joel B for the Six. We brought in James Harden, Jimmy Butler, Tobias Harris. You know what hurt me? You know what hurt me the most, Jerry? Jared? 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 But he's still Definitely in a weak was. basketball player, which he is. But I'm talking like in hindsight so, of what this man used to do, even on the Nets. We didn't get James Harden Nets version. We got James Harden Sixers version. He was a so that means the Nets was okay. He had a good season. The Nets was. KD was really so, good last season, but KD wasn't like Warriors KD. Like that's the sure, KD that the Suns need. They need a Warriors yeah. KD. But the difference so is, means, you know what's the okay. difference though? I mean, obviously KD's KD's still a top ten player in my in my opinion, but the difference is, book is that guy. I don't know if Embiid is that guy. It's Can we can we mute? That is blasphemy to our no. league MVP. Put it out the second round. You will treat him as such. Round. That's fair. That's a fair point. Put it out the second round. That's a fair point. I, I can't argue. Book ne- never. Book yeah. It's been players that got the MVP and didn't get out the second round. But they played good in the playoffs. Not who? Who? Embiid's never seen the finals yet. Embiid never made the conference finals. They have gotten MVPs that have not gotten out the second round. He's never been to the conference finals. What MVP never been to the conference finals? If I name one, you're going to cuss me out. If I name one, you're going to cuss me out. Who? Who? Because it's controversy because eventually he got over the hump. But still, it still counts. You can't. Then why are you bringing it up? All right, but never mind. I'm not going to drop the name. Like, I'm curious as hell now. Yo, no, because you've been there. Respect. 
If they got over the hump, then what's the point of? <laughs> and that's, that's I was just saying, I didn't want to drop any. But, but for the sake, but for the sake, but for, for the sake of the topic, it, I mean, it has been players that have been awarded with that and have not gotten the second round. But it, but here's the difference, Johnny. It's just them. It's, it's, it's bigger than it, you know. It's but here's the that, difference, bro. though, Johnny. All those the guys you're talking about, they still played at an MVP level when they lost in the second round, and B dropped. A whole and ten that's the problem with the this play drops Eight, in the playoffs. Yeah, that's that's, that's unacceptable. Yeah, it dropped. It dropped. So, oh, all right, you want to you want to have a soft cushion for not, failure? I'm not doing that. Yeah, I'm not doing that. He didn't no. fail, bro. Because why is it always on him? He got back to my stigma. Because now here we go. Because we did a segment about this last time. It go back to my stigma about help. It, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to... Bro, he helps me. He I'm not oh, doing it. No. Oh, he had no. no. He had 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 no. If you compare the way Embiid was playing to the way that Yoko just playing, you know why the Nuggets won. Embiid yeah. had help, bro. Harden dropped 43 times, got y'all three doves. Embiid could have had one. He dropped it twice. Embiid, yeah, he dropped. He dropped 40 twice. My bad, but he he won y'all game one, won y'all game three, or game four, whatever it was. Embiid could yeah. have one dominant performance. Whatever it was. Embiid could have one MVP type performance. Get y'all Not one. I'm biasedly. You know what? That's that's a fair point. That's unbiased. Oh that's a fair point. I'm tired of it, bro. Nuggets, Nuggets, what you want? You want Jimmy Butler numbers? You want Jimmy Butler? Jimmy Butler, he was averaging 22. Yeah, he wasn't doing yeah, nothing. I want, yeah, I want Jimmy Butler. Yeah, I've been wanting Jimmy Butler. You want Jimmy Butler numbers? Ellen Grant ruined that. What are you talking about? We, we chose, but at the time, we chose Ben Simmons over Butler, and we didn't expect Simmons to turn no, out. He I'm talking out. about... I'm talking about we, we, we gotta stop doing that. No, don't do that. Don't push that narrative, bro. But in hindsight, in hindsight, 20 listen, this is why I say it's not fair because I saw someone on Twitter, J Dub, us and the Cavs, we're the only two teams that trade back to back number one picks. Uh and this it's is what I'm saying. That's just saying, oh, that should, what are we saying? That, yeah, that's awful. When I saw that, that just messed my up. But Simmons was, man, you look at Simmons' first four years, he was an MVP-level talent. No one expected him to crash. MVP? MVP? He had his talent. Talent, his, no. his talent level, his talent level. Never an MVP level talent. What are you talking about? He never was. Simmons. 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 Potential, you know what? Simmons had MVP level talent. He just never, he 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 never, he
I can't even like rock with triple dubs no more because I'm seeing a lot of dudes get a triple dubs and it's like, all right, now like the Lord, the Lord triple doubles is really starting to wear off. Like, let's be real. Like, the, that's just so how good. Weird. That's just that's, that's just how good the league is now. Yeah, which is like now like does triple does Ben triple doubles really make me proud anymore? When I'm just okay, like, but all right, so Dude, so some dude all is right. walking in doing this like Scotty so, Barnes is walking in actually getting triple doubles. Yeah, he was. He, he, he got Scotty he, Barnes. He's a mid-level one. town, in my opinion. I, a lot of people love Scotty. I don't think he's a mid-level Mid town. Mid-level. <laughs> Wait, hold on. So, J-Dub, and let me ask you this. Johnny, you can answer too. Is Ben Simmons a busty? If you look at his first no. five years, all right. That's no. all I want. There's, yes. there's dudes we've, we've drafted the first time. Absolutely. Right. Okay, that's Balloon. all I want to know. That's all I want to know. That's all I want to know. All right. He's not a There are guys way worse than him. In the NBA, just that's like, all I need to hear. I'm not a fan of Ben Simmons like that, but I always acknowledge what he did. I can't get on right. Guy. I've he always acknowledged what not. like I always acknowledge what Ben Simmons done at the end of the day before all of that. So, all right, with that being said, that concludes episode 132 of the Strengthening Zone podcast. Man, this is a hell of an episode. Johnny came midway, brought extra fire to it. J Dub, the guest, came in with the heat, always seen. Just phenomenal. And Kyrie, man, just had great points. This is a phenomenal episode. Hopefully the fans enjoy this episode as much as we enjoyed recording this. You guys can follow us on Instagram at RestrictedZonePod. You can check us out on YouTube. Subscribe, leave a like, leave us comments, negative, positive, whatever. You want to see it all. It definitely helps us out get us into the algorithm. You can also check us out on all streaming platforms. I'm talking about Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music. You know, you name it, we're there. And best part, we're free. Don't got to pay a dime or a penny. Just share it out. Support us. We keep pushing out more content. With that being said, have a great night, everyone. Have a great day, morning, whatever time it is when you listen to this. And hopefully you guys enjoy this episode. Thank you.